Welcome everyone to the podcast Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. This is a podcast where we talk about tough theological and Christian living questions sent in by people just like you. Our hope is that listening will strengthen your confidence in God's Word, helping you to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. If you have any questions, please send them to questionsforpastortim at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Unanswered Questions with Pastor Tim Cole. A listener sent in this question, When I'm saved, does God really forgive all of the past sins that I've committed? This is a significant question for many people. It's a serious one, and it cannot be answered flippantly. It must be answered with some clear evidence from the scriptures. People need to know assuredly that redemption is holistic, that salvation is complete, and that when Christ saves us, that that selfish, that salvation encompasses the forgiveness of our sins. And of course the epistles demonstrate that a believer is a forgiven person in the sight of God due to the death of Christ, due to God's justice being satisfied with the death of Jesus on the cross, having been declared righteous. And yet, <clears throat> what is lacked in those explanations are illustrations, stories of people in the Gospels or people whose lives have been scattered by sin, lives who have been pocketed by things that we would consider of a criminal nature, would be forgiven by God. We need examples. We need illustrations. We need stories. People understand stories. And the good news is that the Gospels are more about showing than telling. The epistles tell, and they do a good job. But the Gospels on the other side of the coin, tell us stories, and by means of stories, they show us forgiveness. They show Jesus in action. They show Jesus forgiving people. And they show people, real people, living people, whose lives were under the domination of sin, and yet they left their conversation with Christ, their meeting with Christ, forgiven. And I'd like to uh, remind us of a story that all of us are familiar with, but perhaps we are not familiar with the implications of forgiveness that comes from this story. And it's the familiar story in Luke 19, verses 1 through 10, of the wee man named Zacchaeus. We think sort of he is a harmless little guy, sort of perhaps rotund, and but he was obviously a jolly good fellow, sort of like a overgrown Santa Claus, but he did have a few bad habits. He was wealthy, and he was a toll collector or a tax collector. And yet the narrative shows us that Zacchaeus did something that is significant in the story, so significant that Jesus responded to it with an incredible statement when Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. <clears throat> uh, for <clears throat> this man, this man named Zacchaeus is a true son 
of Abraham. And by virtue of the repentance that Zacchaeus went through, Jesus says that Zacchaeus has regained his identity. He has regained his identity as a son of his ancestor, his wealthy ancestor, who was declared righteous by God in Genesis 15, 6. But there's a portion of Zacchaeus' speech which tells us something about Zacchaeus. <clears throat> Zacchaeus, as a result of knowing that he was accepted by Jesus, accepted by God, said these words to the Lord. And he said, look, I am giving half of my possessions to the poor. And so his social conscience was awakened when he met Christ. He had a new attitude towards not only the poor and the disadvantaged and the marginalized, but he had a new attitude towards his possessions and towards all the money he had made. But he also says this, using a first-class condition. And a first-class condition statement in the Greek text indicates the authenticity and the truthfulness of whatever it is he says. And so he said, now if I have extorted anything from anyone, I will pay them back four times. The word that Luke uses to describe Zacchaeus, or how Zacchaeus describes himself, is a Greek word having the idea of extortion, even blackmail. Meaning this, that Zacchaeus, because of his powerful position as a toll collector, a chief toll collector working for the Romans, twisted people's arms using intimidation, using fear, and perhaps even using threats and physical pain to extort money from people, money that belonged to other people, but he used strong-arm methods. In other words, he used criminal methods, methods that violate the law of the land, that put him on the other side of the law. We would say he's a crook. We would say he's a criminal. And he said, if, and remember, this is the first-class condition, assuming the truth of what it is that he is saying, since I have, extorted people since I have blackmailed people and used threats against them I will pay back four times he's obeying the law of Moses which required payback in in a fourfold way and as a result of that statement as a result of that statement Jesus said something but let's think about what Zacchaeus just did he took responsibility for his failures he didn't blame God. He didn't blame his neighbors. He didn't blame his family. He didn't blame his father or mother. He said, if I have extorted, if I have blackmailed, he identifies himself as the problem. He took responsibility for his failures. He's honest about his past. And as a result of his honesty, and see what he's doing here, he's confessing his sins. He's acknowledging his failures. He's not using the word confess, but it's perhaps even better than that. He is acknowledging the truth of what he has done. On the basis of that truthful statement, taking full responsibility for his failures in the past, and as a result of the hope that he now has in Christ, Jesus said specifically to him, to him, today, today, not in a thousand years, not, af not after you do penance, not after purgatory, but today. Salvation has come to this house because this man himself 
is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save people who are lost or the lost. Zacchaeus was a lost person, lost in his greed, lost in his materialism, lost in his criminal lifestyle. But Jesus said salvation has come to his house. And when Luke says salvation has come to this house, he's picking up a word that Luke uses all through the Gospels to describe Jesus. From the very first day that Jesus was born, when the, when the angels said to the shepherds, unto you is born this day a Savior. Unto you is born today a Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's the same word. Jesus is indeed born a Savior. But he's not a Savior in, in theory only. He's not a Savior who saves with words. He's a Savior who actually, with his life and with his words, redeems people and saves them from the penalty and the presence of sin. And later on in this same book, Luke chapter 23, Jesus says to another criminal today, you will be with me in paradise. All those sins that that robber, that that highwayman, that bandit had committed, that terrorist had committed, all those sins were forgiven by Jesus there as that man hung on the cross. And the same is true for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has a fresh start. Zacchaeus has a blank slate. Salvation has come to his house. His sins are forgiven, covered. And the cross, a little later, makes it a reality. Makes it a complete reality that his sins are now gone. So you too can look at this passage. You too can look at your past. And if you have come to Christ and asked him to save you, Turn from your sins, like Zacchaeus has done here. You, too, can walk away with a fresh start. Your sins are forgiven, all covered. Even sins that belong on the other side of the law. Serious sins. Perhaps you are responsible for thievery, taking things that are not yours. Perhaps you're responsible for mistreating people, using strong-arm tactics to get back at people, taking revenge on people. And now you look back and you're ashamed. You've hurt people. You've mistreated them. You've taken things that are not theirs. Maybe you have a criminal record. Maybe you've done time in a state prison, in the county jail, or a federal prison. But Luke's gospel is full of hope. Luke's gospel is full of people who are at the bottom of the pile. But when they meet Christ, all of a sudden they are on equal standing with God's people. They're forgiven. They're saved. And they become daughters and sons of Abraham, the patriarch in the book of Genesis. Paul's hero in Romans 4 and Galatians 3. The one about whom the writer of Hebrews in chapter 11 wrote, the Abraham, the man of faith. So this story can be your story. It doesn't need to remain a story on the pages of the Bible. This is your story. You too can look at your past and say, they're forgiven. I'm in Christ and now I have a fresh start with Jesus for my tomorrow. You can do that. The scripture gives us stories. And here's a story. story of a real criminal who truly was saved by a real Savior. I hope that that now can become your confident outlook regarding your past and regarding your tomorrow. God. Thank you for joining us this episode. And remember to send all your questions to questions for Pastor Tim at gmail.com.